Welcome to the patient safety episode, which is part of the Podcast Plus series, Frustrated Patients and Weary Providers, the Pandemic's Impact on the Care We Provide. The Podcast Plus allows you, the learner, an opportunity to learn more about today's subject by participating in a WebEx discussion group, a journaling club, and electronic journaling session. Look out for more information about those sessions in the show notes. In today's episode, we are joined by Alexa Osborne, Director of Consumer Experience, and Dr. Steve Pierman, Vice President Medical Operations and Primary Care Provider Solutions. Before we turn things over to the team, let's go over some important CME announcements. This episode has been accredited for AMA PRA Category 1 credits. For detailed accreditation and designation information, along with disclosure and registration information, please visit the show notes. This information can also be found on our website, www.centera.com forward slash physician education, as well as always reaching us by email at physicianeducation at centera.com. Here is Alexa and Dr. Pearman. Hello, listeners. So welcome to, to, uh, to today's Centera podcast, where we will be focusing on the topic of frustrated patients. I am Alexa Osborne, Director of Consumer Experience for Centera Medical Group, and I'm thrilled to be hosting today with Dr. Steve Pierman, Vice President of Medical Operations for Primary Care Provider Solutions for our Centera Ambulatory Services Division. So, say that five times fast. Um, so back to our topic. For today, frustrated patients and, and how they are making, you know, jobs and roles in, uh, even harder in healthcare. So we want to talk about how patient experience practices can, you know, can help address some of that. Uh, I will say, you know, I, I find bringing up these two words, patient experience, can evoke a, a range of emotions for all. So whether you are an operational leader listening, um, a medical assistant, a provider, you know, whatever your role may be, again, different, different emotions, you know, evoked when, when those words are stated. More specifically, though, for today's listeners, we want to talk about this topic as it relates to the COVID-19 pandemic. You know, we have seen the tide turn somewhat, and we are seeing the initial gratitude from our patients at the onset of the pandemic wane. And everyone is feeling this, uh, you know, and of course, healthcare is no exception. So we're going to explore this topic further through some Q&A uh, in the time that we have with you all today. Uh, I hope we can shed some insightful light and, and at least pique everyone's interest further. Um, so with that, let's get started. So Steve, I want to ensure we are setting the stage appropriately about this vast and critical topic for all of today's listeners. You know, there have been countless studies talking about the tie between patient experience, clinical safety, and effectiveness outcomes. What wisdom can you impart to those who see patient experience as a a quote-unquote nicety or something to work on only when time and resources allow? Alexa, that's a great question and one we hear not infrequently. To me, patient experience is really about being an effective clinician. Uh, Every patient needs to feel a connection with their care provider so before they can make sure they listen, accept the care we recommend. Uh, We tend to assume as providers that patients just do what we tell them, but the NIH states that medication adherence rates for chronic conditions may be as low as 40 to 50%. So if we're going to have any chance to get patients to take our medications, to change their lifestyle, we must engage them in their care 
and patients need to feel listened to and cared about and confident in the treatment plan or the workup that we recommend. And the patient experience is, is all about making connection with our patients, conveying that we care about their health and have their best interest in our in our common goal and effectively communicating the way, the why, the what, and the how of the treatments we recommend. Uh, in short, if you want to be an impactful provider, you need to pay attention to the elements of patient experience that the team can provide. Yeah, absolutely. Well, well said, Stephen. I think you make some great points. And, you know, kind of diving into this topic a little bit deeper, I know you and I recently were talking about, um, there are so many articles out there, right? But one recently by Christine Porath, professor, uh, professor of management at Georgetown University, and Adrian Boise, chief experience officer uh, and staff neurologist at the Cleveland Clinic, talk about frustrated patients you know, making healthcare workers um, their jobs even harder, which obviously we're exploring today. But they talk specifically about addressing, you know, the issue through six methods. Um, they talk about implementing safety training, you know, reinforcing expectations further with all types of training, nudging patients and caregivers, meeting people where they are, creating recovery moments and, and finding your tribe. That's how they, they sum that topic up. And so, you know, of course all of these are important, but I'm curious which of these stick out, you know, sticks out to you the most in terms of effectiveness here within Centera and why? I think much of the article addresses things we as leaders in the healthcare system should be doing to support our providers and actually give them an environment um, of, you know, safety and uh, willing, ability to do their job. From a provider's perspective, I think this article really talks about the two points that I would um, bring out are carving out time for ourselves and how important that is. As hard as it can be to do that in the hectic days that we have, you know, just simply stepping away for five minutes during the day can make a difference to just taking some deep breaths, doing something to take your mind off, walking outside for five minutes and walking back inside or whatever you can find. And just finding your tribe is important. That it, because it provides a venue to discuss your feelings with someone you can underst who understands what you're going through and share your challenges, I think those are the two important points for providers of care, whether they be physicians or staff or anybody in, in the care team. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, you know, I like how you state discussing feelings, making that human connection, right? Because so often in patient experience, we talk about that between the provider and the patient. Uh, but, of course, it's also equally as important provider to provider, colleague to colleague to have those, you know, similar conversations, um, you know, in a different way. But the last question for you, you know, what do you say to those providers listening today uh, experiencing compassion fatigue? Uh, or, you know, what would you say to all of our Centera colleagues who, you know, may be feeling more burnt out than ever? Well, you know, I think the most difficult aspect of compassion fatigue is that it feels like there's no way out. You just feel like I, I'm not. There's no end to this. And from my perspective, the only way I can really deal with it is to get outside of myself, and that's the most of what, effective way I've found that uh, helps me and helps me maintain my compassion and also my resiliency. So I've been in practice for 36 years now in the same practice, and there were times during that period I was just over it. You know, I was kind of tapped out. I was over it. Uh, but now I just turned 66, and I look forward to coming to work every day, helping make the lives of our providers and staff better and continue to care for my patients one day a week. And part of the way I got there and stay there is a technique I call reframing. 
um, it involves looking at a situation from a different perspective. You know, for example, if I'm confronted by an angry patient, I mentally step back and take a few deep breaths and look at the situation in an objective and a non-emotional way. I try to get my emotions out of that, and I look at their behavior as a symptom of something that's causing them to act that way. It's a symptom that I need to understand and explore. So if I give in to the anger and frustration that I'm feeling, it just feeds into the negative emotions and it makes everything more stressful than it already is. So understanding why another person is acting the way they are reduces my stress, it switches me into my provider mode. And that way those negative emotions that I'm having or could have, all they do is harm me and they may impact my ability to be an effective clinician. So being a little bit more objective, trying to think about this person uh, and why they're acting the way versus just the actions they're having is one really effective way that I've dealt with maintaining compassion. That's a great perspective, and I appreciate you sharing too. Just in the you know the longevity of your career, you know, and practice um, that you you yourself have you know have felt some of the you know the feelings of burnout, and so I think that's a good message to impart to our listeners today that these you know feelings are not going to be forever, right? An important message, and you know no yeah. one is alone in feeling that. So thank you. Yeah, one of the one of the common you know things I tell people frequently is that you know we need to treat people as people, not as conditions or diagnoses. But we sometimes forget that providers and staff are people too, and we are have the right to those emotions, and they're valid emotions. We just need to figure out how we can deal with them so they don't have a negative impact on us. And, and you know, uh, that's a challenge, and it's one that every human being uh, goes through, and especially uh, in high-stress, high-care environments that we all work in. So, Alex, I've got a couple questions for you, too. So, uh, can you provide us insight into exactly what the patient experience team offers within Centera and the medical group and the division on how our listeners uh, and how our listeners can connect with you to work through some of the challenges we just discussed. Yeah, happy to. So the patient experience team, or the PX, as many call us, we provide support to all members, you know, team members in the medical group. Um, we are really here to serve our internal customer, you know, pro providers and staff alike, who ultimately serve, you know, our external patients in multiple ways by providing tools and best practices really for sustainable success. You know, more specifically, areas of expertise and focus are real-time coaching, training, patient survey data analysis, recognition, that's such an important one, especially, you know, here recently, and, and any general PX, you know, consultation effort. Okay, great. And those things that I've used myself and have been involved in helping others with, and uh, one of the great things about uh, dealing with patients and patient experience in general is there are things that you can learn. It doesn't have to be innate. There are tips that you can learn and uh, techniques that we can teach that really make a difference. And what you find is when you do them, it makes you feel better as well as the patient. So I've really benefited from some of the things I've learned from the team. So what are some of the common trends you see in your provider and team coaching sessions, and what tips can you provide to those listening right now to, to address those common barriers? Sure. So, it, you know, that's a big question, Steve, to unpack. I, I, I'll just share, I think a lot of what we are seeing here recently is, you know, the very reason we're having this discussion today, right? So not only are our team members feeling more burnt out than ever, but, but everyone is. Um, you know, I mentioned that halo effect that we initially felt to some degree in 2020 of patients expressing sincere thanks for keeping them alive 
well. Um, and we've seen that, you know, unfortunately, essentially evaporate. Um, so challenging ourselves to sit with the uncomfortable and work to better understand what specifically is making our patients dissatisfied at any given time. You know, oftentimes, like you mentioned, people simply want to be heard. Um, and, you know, I would just say tips for those feeling the burnout um, is reconnecting to your own why. You know, why are you here? Why are you in healthcare? Uh, you know, why did you get into it initially? And only you can answer that. To expound, you know, upon what you said, said earlier about reframing, um, an effective measure, you know, we've seen um, taken is to turn things almost into a friendly competition, right? Um, you know, have some fun with it as, as much as you can. And lastly, you know, I would just say being intentional about practicing self-compassion and extending everyone grace, including yourself, um, can really be an effective tool to re-energize. Um, but certainly for more specific tips and tricks, again, I know it's such a broad topic and we have limited time today, so I definitely would recommend consulting with our team, you know, to dive into the details and, and collaborate together because it's definitely not, a, not always a one-size-fits-all approach. And I agree so much. Robin Anderson, uh, or Dr. Robin Anderson, shared a technique because she thinks about her best experiences with patients of things that really meant something to her when she's having a bad day, and it gets her back within touch touch with that why part of it, which is is really important because we are in a noble profession here and we do many great things, but it's easy to get lost in the busyness and the the barriers and the things that we face. So, as a final question here, can you tell us some of the top patient experience trends you expect to see in 21 and beyond? For sure. Yeah, it's an interesting question. Um, definitely an exciting one, in my opinion. I think look out for better analysis of qualitative data. So, you know, health systems can be incredibly data rich, but information poor. Um, you know, and I share that to, to say, you know, we know our metrics, we know our raw numbers, our scores, but diving into what qualitative data we have through different digital capabilities, perhaps even AI, I think is something exciting on the horizon. You know, so an example, um, patients can rate whether or not they feel like providers knew their medical history. Um, but I think, and that's just one example, but an opportunity we have, you know, to dive a level, a level deeper and understand in that scenario, like what exactly made them feel like the provider did or did not have that sound understanding prior, you know, prior to an encounter. Um, another one I would just add is, you know, continuing the conversation to always, you know, ensure that we are focusing on enhancing our team members and providers' experiences, you know, aiding and uh, preventing provider turnover. You know, and I think alongside that is identifying, you know, the negative impact or, you know, the, the true cost of not providing incredible experiences, again, not only to our patients, but all of our um, providers and, and members of the team. So I would say those are two biggies to watch out for, um, and those, you know, definitely help in our and our goal to enhance resiliency and, and also increase transparency amongst the organization and with our patients. Yeah, that's something to look forward to. So, Alexi, as we wrap up, do you have any final comments you'd like to make to the listeners today? You know, no, I would just say thank you guys so much for joining us. Um, you know, similar to any topic, it's hard to, to sum this up in merely 15 minutes. Um, but, but I do hope, you know, some of the things we shared and discussed today have at least left you curious. Um, you know, I would just say we are all leaders and owners of patient experience and our own experiences as well. Um, you know, so I think taking ownership of that, practicing flexible thinking, managing effective relationships and emotions, and cultivating strengths, you know, can, can help 
throughout that process because it's certainly a complex one. Um, but, you know, we are certainly proud of the progress we've made over the years and, and will continue to make. Um, and I think just, you know, uh, to the topic of patient experience as a whole, you know, you listening have the power to change someone's life today. And, and Steve, I've heard you say that. And what an incredible opportunity, you know, that not everyone can say that they get. Um, so thank you again for joining us. A sincere thank you for all that you do for our patients, their loved ones, and also for our team members each and every day. So thanks again for listening, and we hope to be back. And thank you, Alexa, for all that you and your team do, and thank you to all the providers of the team and team members out there for the excellent care that you give our patients every day. We hope that you found this helpful. Thanks, Steve. Hope to be back. Thank you for joining us and be on the lookout for the next episode of the Podcast Plus series. As a reminder, read today's show notes for the link to register for this topic's WebEx discussion group, journal club, and electronic journaling sessions, as well as claiming your continuing education credits. Well, that's it for now, but we'll be back soon with another episode of Vital Signs, a podcast for Centera providers the podcast that provides evidence-based education programs for physician and healthcare providers on the go.